0: You're listening to the BBC Trending Podcast. We tell in-depth stories which have their origins in the world of social media. I'm Anissa Subedar. Now we've talked at length before about the use of bots and troll farms to spread fake news, from Brexit to the 2016 US election, and even how to fake a trend in Saudi Arabia. If you're not familiar with these terms... A bot is an automated account that shoots out streams of messages at a particular time. And a troll farm is a group of people that manage accounts which more or less do the same thing. Now we're looking at how these things might affect the upcoming elections in Mexico. Mexicans will choose their president and Congress on the 1st of July. Joining me to tell us more from our Miami bureau is BBC Monitoring's Marcos Martinez. Marcos, what's going on in Mexico?
1: So, Anisa, the systemic use of bots and cyber trolls by political parties and others has had many people in Mexico on alert. I say systemic because this is not the first time it's happened in an election. What you're hearing here is the sound of a troll farm. That's the name given to groups of people that operate social media accounts to generate online traffic to push certain causes. In this case, you're hearing what went on behind the scenes of the Institutional Revolutionary Party, or as they popularly known, PRI. It's a video shot in the run-up to the 2012 presidential election. A man over a speakerphone tells his team to tweet quickly, it's the moment of Mexico. They're trying to turn around the conversation happening around two negative tweets. The tweets went viral and they were against PRI's candidate. The candidate was Enrique Peña Nieto, and he's now the president. Besides, it's the moment of Mexico, the troll farm master tells them to retweet tweets by Peña Nieto. The idea is to turn negative tweets into positive tweets.
0: And Marcos, since then, the use of bots in troll farms has been, at least as I understand it, a huge talking point in Mexico. What are people saying?
1: Well, at least since early 2010, there have been reports about bots in political campaigns. I spoke to political strategist JJ Rendon, He's a Venezuelan, but he worked for PRI in several campaigns from 2000 to 2012. Although it's known that PRI used bots in previous elections, Rendon claims he never used them in his work for the party. So, have you in the past used bots to no, no. for a campaign? No, I
2: don't like it, I don't use it, and I don't recommend it. But sure, I'm sure that
1: people who you?
2: believe on that, they... May pay people to have votes because they, be, they want to scratch the back of the candidate of the party. That's what waste of money again. It's magical thinking. That's what I'm trying to say. Believing in that trolls will change the election or that if everyone likes you online,
1: you are recognized is delusional. So... If Pree's former political strategist wasn't behind this bot or troll activity, someone was. It's unclear who, but there were definitely more people involved in this kind of thing. Samantha Bradshaw is a researcher on Oxford University's computational propaganda project. She explains how bots and trolls were used in the 2012 election, which saw Enrique Peña Nieto take office.
3: During 2012, during um the round of elections, we saw a lot of automated activity on Twitter, um, and now we're starting to slowly see that build up again. AstroTurf is a term that's used to describe uh, a fake grassroots movement. Um, So that's why it's called AstroTurf, because it's not real grass. Um, And so these are campaigns that are designed to look like they're bottom up, coming from the community, coming from civil society, but they're actually not. I believe that, you know, the Mexican government during the 2012 elections used a lot of their Twitter bots um, to amplify stories, um, and to get things, hashtags trending.
1: And before we continue, let me explain what's going on in the political scene in Mexico. And please stay with me. There's a lot to take in here. As I mentioned, the current president is Enrique Peña Nieto. PRI is a center-right party, and they've held the presidency for most of Mexico's modern history. Now, according to the Mexican Constitution, Enrique Peña Nieto cannot run again for president. Instead, PRI has nominated José Antonio Meade. Meade's biggest opposition now is leftist Andrés Manuel López Obrador, and he's commonly known by his initials, AMLO. AMLO is standing for the National Regeneration Movement Party, which he founded. And it's not only PRI using bots and troll farms to influence voter behavior. J.J. Rendón says he's been subjected to trolling, too, and that it's coming from AMLO supporters. Lopez Obrador and his boats are attacking me all day long. But he seems to take it in his stride.
2: And I sleep like a bear in Invernation. I don't even think about it. I'm sometimes I reply to have fun. I say, okay, all your attacks are flattering me. Because it means that you're paying attention to what I'm saying on my actions. So keep doing it. The more you attack me, the more you raise the issues that I'm talking
1: about. J.J. Rendon also claims that the string of attacks by bots intensified after he said in an interview this year that he would do all he can to stop AMLO from winning the presidential election.
0: So, Marcos, just to underscore that point, according to J.J. Rendon, it's not only PRI that's allegedly using bots.
1: That's right, Anissa. And Mexican activists who are concerned with this issue agree with that assessment. They say that although PRI's use of bots has been among the most evident... All the main political parties in the country are implementing bots in their current campaigns. One of these activists is Alberto Escorcia. He's been working to track down bots in political campaigns through his blog, Lo que sigue. In English, that means what's next. Alberto Escorcia says that in the ongoing presidential campaigns, all the parties are using bots in one way or another.
4: Other small parties are starting to use these techniques, and even López Obrador to a lesser extent. I think the use of them is being normalized. They are not giving importance to the impact that they can have in making decisions.
1: Another thing Alberto says is that if bots impacted the 2012 presidential elections, and then again the state elections in 2017 in central Mexico, they could play a major role in the upcoming elections.
4: In these few days, a lot more has been done than what has happened in the last eight years, and the election has only just started. And here's an
1: interesting detail. Tracking the use of bots and fake news in Mexico is actually quite dangerous. A day after Alberto and I spoke, he was forced to flee the country because of threats he received regarding his work. Obviously, we cannot share his whereabouts, but let's just say he's gone underground for a while.
0: Just a reminder you're listening to BBC Trending on the BBC World Service. We're looking at the use of bots and troll farms in the upcoming elections in Mexico. Mi gobierno,
1: el gobierno que yo encabezaré, será un gobierno de inclusión. Un de unidad, This is the victory speech of Alfredo Del Maso, a pre-politician. In 2017, Del Maso won the seat as governor of the state of Mexico. It's the region with the largest population of all 32 states in the country. There were many media reports about the use of bots and troll farms by Del Maso, and his campaign was widely criticized. Alberto, from Lo Que Sigue, recalls it being a huge turning point. It was really that election which alerted the Mexican public on a wide scale to the use of online propaganda.
4: It was brutal. The use of this technique to favour mainly candidate Delmaso. It had a huge impact and in some ways an awareness was generated about the issue. But Delmaso was the one who ended up winning. There was a clear downward trend in the last days of the election for the left-wing candidate and it's likely that there was an impact. Alberto also
1: thinks the Mexican government is not doing enough right now to track down who is behind the use of bots in the country. He says the government should punish harassment of journalists, activists and politicians of opposition parties.
0: So we know that political parties and other groups are using these tactics, but what effect is it having on Mexican politics?
1: So one of the ways that the use of bots has had an impact in Mexican politics well not just mexican politics but globally is that it has increased polarization in societies again here's Samantha Bradshaw from Oxford's computational and propaganda project
3: we're seeing people move further and further away from each other in terms of being able to discuss politics and you know politics is built and democracy is built on being able to negotiate and you know we're not always going to agree on everything but we need to be able to come to a safe space to discuss politics and to, you know, air our grievances. Um, But social media is increasingly becoming a place where we aren't able to do that. We're also seeing waves of populist movements all around the world uh, with, you know, groups really at the fringe of society leveraging this technology to spread their ideologies um, and generate false consensus around them. And to me, that's also... One of the really dangerous political implications of this, because it's giving a lot of these really extreme voices, um, you know, a channel to express those thoughts in ways that aren't healthy for democracy.
1: In Mexico specifically, we've seen the political debate polarized on social media, with groups across the political spectrum constantly clashing over issues such as the economy, violence and social welfare programs. But on many occasions, campaigns boosted by bots have also played a major role in the polarisation of the political climate in the country. That's according to the activists and journalists I've spoken to.
0: We've heard from the man who ran PRI's campaigns, but what do the other Mexican political parties say about these bots that activists and academics have linked to their campaigns?
1: Well, until now, all parties have denied using bots to promote their proposals or campaigns. Alejandra Lagunes is the digital strategist behind the team creating content for pre-presidential candidate Jose Antonio Meade. She also worked on the party's 2012 campaign. Like JJ Rendon, she says that the use of bots is pointless and an unethical practice that should be left behind by all campaigns. She answered some of her questions by email, and we had a colleague read out her answers.
4: Under no circumstances have I or will I consent the use of questionable or unethical strategies in the digital communication efforts of this or any other campaign. The internet and social media networks, far from functioning as disinformation tools, must become a space for debate and dialogue. What we must focus on is to provide citizens with the elements that allow them to engage in an honest and a constructive debate regarding their decision on July 1st.
1: We're not sure who's behind these bot or troll farm attacks or even who's putting out false stories. But political activists are worried about the effects of misinformation and polarising posts in the run-up to the election. And from their worries, an initiative called Verificado 2018 has been born. It includes more than 60 Mexican media outlets, universities and civil organizations. Essentially, it's an anti-fake news platform.
5: My name is Yuriria. I am 24 years old. What we do mainly is verify fake news, fake news that, that are going viral and verifying the statements that candidates say to promote them, themselves or to attack other candidates.
1: One of the many ways that it works is by consulting the public. Through social media, Mexican citizens can request Verificado 2018 to check a piece of news for them. For example, take one piece of fake news that spread on Facebook in March, about two weeks before presidential campaigning started. It's said that an opinion poll prepared by the New York Times showed José Antonio Meade, the pre-candidate, was leading the presidential race with 42% of voters behind him.
0: Oh, and let me guess, Marcos, that wasn't true.
1: No, Anissa, it wasn't true. And almost immediately, Verificado 2018 published an article debunking the news. In reality, most opinion polls in Mexico have consistently shown Meade trailing third in the presidential race. Verificado 2018 is checking these posts, and the public can get involved too. They can tweet the organization if they spot something which looks like it could be fake. And Verificado is asking people to use the hashtag Quiero Que Verifiquen, which means I want you to verify this. Fact-checkers like Euridia, working in a newsroom created just for Verificado 2018, will go about checking the story to find out the truth. While Euridia's day-to-day job focuses on fact-checking the story she sent, part of her work means tracking fake news that's been spread by social media users and by bots as well.
5: So in this election, we are finding a lot of bots that are being used in order to promote or to attack other candidates. Especially we are seeing that bots are being used promoting hashtags, hashtags that become trending topic.
1: Even though PRI and the leftist national regeneration Movement say they don't use bots, Verificado 2018 has definitely found that bots are being used in the election.
5: I think the PRI is having a big influence using bots, even though I have seen other parties using it. PRI is the one that I have found the most. And we are not 100% sure that it's PRI, that it's promoting, but casually these bots that are being used benefit them.
1: There are some other things that Verificado 2018 and wider fake news experts, including those at Oxford's computational propaganda project, are finding hard to track. A lot of people know about WhatsApp, which is really popular in Mexico, and it's private unlike Twitter and Facebook. And like we've heard on trending before, it's a lot harder to find out what's going viral on WhatsApp, although information can spread just as fast. Yuridia says, although fact-checkers at Verificado 2018 are now trying to debunk information being sent through messages on WhatsApp, it's impossible for her team to actually track down where the message began and whether or not bots are involved in the dissemination of these messages.
5: In WhatsApp, we have no idea where they are coming from. Sometimes they, they give a source. They say, according to New York Times, Mexico is going to take off all salaries or it's going to take off minimum wage. But there's no New York Times article that has this content. So sometimes they don't have a source. And if they have, it's not real. They come to us like a friend or a family member sends it to me. And I told all my contacts that. I asked them to share me the if they if they receive sometimes this information through WhatsApp. sometimes in Twitter, actually, this is why how Twitter is useful. In Twitter, people post this type of information. They say, "Oh, I got this information through WhatsApp. I wanted to know if it's real.
1: One example of this was a message that said that on election day this year. Citizens could ask polling station officials for a special ballot to vote on the approval of a law against animal cruelty. But there was no such ballot and no such law. Despite the fact that false stories continue to circulate the Internet, Yuridia says that she hopes initiatives like Verificado 2018 can make sure voters are better informed.
5: So I think... This project is very important in this time where fake news are having an impact and also fake news are used by politicians. We have seen politicians actually quoting news that we have verified that they are fake. So I think it's very important in order to stop misinformation, but also stop politicians using this misinformation in their favor.
1: With PRI and other political parties in Mexico denying the allegations that link them to automated bots, cyber troll activity and fake news, it leaves a sense of confusion within the country. On the one hand, the video of cyber trolls that went viral in 2012 exemplifies political parties using such tools. On the other hand, we are aware that supposedly independent supporting political campaigns push certain agendas, not only in Mexico but all over the world. Here's another example of why, according to Samantha Bradshaw of Oxford University, more people need to be aware of what's going on online
3: people should be aware that you know what they read online and you know the news and information that they receive online uh, it's not often just by accident. You know, it's the product of these algorithms that are making decisions about our news. It's the product of malicious actors that might be trying to um, have some kind of effect on democracy. And so just being a little bit more critical about the kinds of information that uh, we're consuming about politics is really, really important. Um, and media literacy is, is very important uh, going forward in the digital age.
0: What we know, Marcos, is that bots, troll farms and fake news are being used again this year as they've been used in previous Mexican elections in the 2012 and 2017 ones, like you said. And this year it's gaining a lot of online attention because the use and dissemination of misinformation has become so prolific. But there are initiatives like Verificado 2018 that are trying to fight back against these systems. What impact do you think it'll have?
1: Well, Anissa, we're still seeing fake stories being spread by bots and humans alike. But we're also seeing an awareness being created around the use of them. And people are talking about this like they haven't in the past. Platforms like Lo sigue and Verificado 2018 will continue to bring light to this issue and debunk fake news leading up to the election. But it may be that we don't know the real impact of these dirty tricks until after the election.
0: Thank you, Marcos. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of Trending. And if that's the case, you might want to listen to another one of our podcasts. It's called People Fixing the World. Here's Dougal Shaw to tell you more.
4: Well, listen, I hope you all subscribe to People Fixing the World, your second favourite podcast after Trending. If you come and join us now, have a look on our feed, and we've got some great programs. The latest one is all about a really nice initiative in Greece, which is helping homeless people. It's basically a van that goes around offering a very basic service that you and I probably take for granted, getting your clothes washed. Come along next week for People Fixing the World in our latest episode, and it's myself presenting with my colleague Amar, and we're looking at the problem of food waste how would you like to get your food for free? Would you trust taking it from a stranger? Would you trust a stranger to look after it if they live nearby in your neighbourhood? There's an app doing that. Uh, it's very popular in London, but it's spreading around the world. And we're also looking at something called a smart bin, which is a way to help kitchens cut waste. That's people fixing the world. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.
0: That's it this week for the BBC Trending podcast. I'm Anissa Subidal. My thanks to Marcos Martinez... Also to studio managers Graeme Puddyfoot and Mike Woolley. Please get in touch. You can send us a tweet or a Facebook message or even email us at trending at bbc.co.uk. And if you like what you've heard, then spread the word. It really helps other people find the podcast just like you did. You can leave us a rating or a comment on your podcast provider and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.